Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back to another long-awaited episode of the Screen Addicts Podcast. I'm Nick. With me, as always, is Anthony the Rook and TJ, who is mildly hammered at this point. Uh, this is this uh, this podcast brought to you by Belly Up Sports and SoCo Media. We appreciate you guys and your support. Thank you very much. Um, this week, we'll be going over... Uh, 1977 classic hockey movie, Slapshot, starring Paul Newman and Michael Onkin. Uh, this is a classic minor league hockey uh, movie about the Charlestown Chiefs, a uh, hard-to-do blue-collar team in a blue-collar town, and how they try to stay relevant in the rough world of minor league hockey. So, TJ, tell me, you know, you're a big, big hockey guy. What does this movie mean to you as a hockey guy? Slapshot is the quintessential hockey comedy movie. It was the first one done in that style of bringing a sports movie, a hockey movie, into the movie world with comedy and pretty much a basis of it's based on a sport, yet it's meant to be funny big time actor Paul Newman in there. And it is like, if you talk about sports movies and you're a hockey fan, if you don't know about Slapshot, you're not a hockey fan. The movie's amazing. It's hilarious. It holds up. And it uh, honestly, like it, it encapsulates hockey, the hockey style, the type of person that likes hockey, loves hockey, plays hockey. It has all the elements that you want to see. It's a comedy. It's got plenty of action. It portrayed the game exactly how it was in the seventies. And uh, I mean, it's an amazing movie. It's probably one of the first movies that used actual players in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It might they be. Used, yeah. They actually used uh, just sort of a Bruce uh, Boudreaux, the head coach of NHL's Minnesota wild. At one point he appeared in the film where number seven, part of the Hyannisport presidents which is pretty cool. So they actually use a lot of minor league hockey player, um, uh, you know, hockey players from the area. I think it's where they're part of the AHL, right? In the, yeah. in the movie. And then they also have uh, the funny thing with the Hanson brothers is that there actually were three Hanson brothers, Steve and Jeff Carlson play one of the, two of the Hanson brothers. And there's a Dave Hanson. There actually was a third Carlson brother. They all were minor leaguers uh, together yes. and they were all going to be together as the Hanson brothers. And then it turned out, I think the oldest one actually got 
moved up to the NHL, couldn't be in the uh, movie anymore. And that's when they got Dave Hansen to come in. And they named them the, the, the Hansen brothers. And the Hansen brothers are obviously a key point of this movie. I mean, they're just so funny. I, I think, I'm sure. I think they're the part that the, the long lasting part. Yes. Cause well, they're that's, still that's what anything you remember about this movie, that's what they're centered around. It's it's all the antics yeah. associated with the Hanson brothers. They're the catalyst for the movie. I mean, there is no movie without them. They're the group. Oh, should we take a shot? We should take a shot. Can we make out? I mean, should we take a shot? <laughs> I will drink to that, sir. But they're the goons. They're the antic guys. They're the ones who, who catalyst the, uh, as, as TJ said, catalyst. The I'm I'm almost like Kansas City Chiefs. They take the Chiefs from being this no-name team in the AHL, about to be pretty much disbanded because the mill's shutting down in the town, and then everyone's like, "All right, this team could play." They get into the championship. I mean, it, it is it is a fun movie from beginning to end. So so let's get into the nitty gritty about the plot of the movie. Yeah, the Charlestown Chiefs, which I I just want to point out. Because of the teams that they play, I always thought were in Boston. <laughs> it's a hockey. Te- it's a hockey movie, right? They're called Charlestown. That right. is a spot in Boston. They play Hyannisport, yeah. which is in Bo- is in uh, Cape Cod. Yeah. I assumed that it was in Boston, only to find out that it's Charlestown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, it is. We're put two and two together. Steel Town. Um, the mill's gonna lay off their ten thousand employees. And that threatens the the local hockey team because they won't they, they're imagining that with the laying off of all these uh, workers, they're gonna leave the town to find work elsewhere, which will directly impact the attendance at their hockey games. Right. And I believe that the owner of the team is just looking to get rid of them because they didn't want to carry the weight of pretty much them as an expense. Right. So Reggie Dunlop, who is the player coach played by Paul Newman. Completely. I could say, sorry to interrupt here. Reggie Dunlop. What Paul Newman does such an incredible job of bringing this character to life. He is so awesome, such a badass, such like a playboy. Such a badass. Such a playboy. And listen, I listen. Love my women, but I don't know who is sexist movie, Paul Newman or Lindsey Krauss playing Lily Braden at the end there. I mean, this this is. <laughs> Those blue eyes, baby. Those blue eyes get you. <laughs> time. This is in Night Nurses from Jersey. Every time. The best is actually there's nudity in this movie. So that was that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so uh Reggie Dunlap in 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 an effort to keep his team relevant, bringing in the big bucks, all right. And how do we do that, boys? Right? Fork check, back check. Paycheck. We learned that from AIDS. All right. Um, and I'm I'm sorry for those of you listening. We didn't actually learn it from Sean Avery. It's just that that's what he said to me in my birthday message. He said that's what he said. Uh, but point being, uh, he goes and he acquires the legendary Hanson brothers. Which Rook, give us a little background on, on those. I mean, you already kind of told us that the, the Hanson brothers. There were three. Hanson brothers. Uh, in fact, in real life, two of them were actually brothers. Uh, one of them actually has cancer right now, which is sad to hear. I can't recall yeah, which yeah. one is currently suffering from cancer. He had a bit of a GoFundMe going, um, which Steve Alaquette from the Rangers actually donated and dressed as one of the Hansons and donated to the uh, to the GoFundMe for um, 
for that individual. It was one of the, it was one of the Carlson's. I just can't remember which one. Um, I just, I want to say it was Steve Carlson is actually sick right now with cancer. Um, and if it is Steve, I just want to wish him, uh, a, a happy and healthy recovery. Um, but anyhow, uh, and the Hansons are goons. And for those of you who never watched hockey before, a goon is the guy who shows up to put the paws on somebody. He's just there to fight. Uh, he's there to do the dirty play. He's there to be an enforcer and to fight people. That, that, that's what he, he doesn't actually have hockey talent. He's just there to disrupt the game, essentially, and discourage anybody from trying to play hockey, um, actual hockey. Think of a boxer. Tom Wilson. Tom, well, Tom Wilson can actually score. So he's a goon. <laughs> he is. He's a, he's a goon who could score, but most traditionally a, a goon can't score. He's just there no. to the game. Um, but uh, that, that, that's what they were brought in. And, and uh, Reggie Dunlop decides we're going to be a spectacle on ice. And that's how we're going to draw a crowd. Cause as long as we can draw a crowd, we're relevant and we make money and our owner wants to keep us. Well, essentially, they decided to be the Broad Street Bullies. They decided to take a page out of the Philadelphia Flyers and say, if we're not going to score and win and no one's coming to see us, then we're going to beat the shit out of people and then win that way because they don't want to get in the corners. They don't want to even play against us. And we're just going to beat them down into submission and then score a couple goals and take the win, but pump the crowd in the process and get people to come to the game. I also love that scene when Reggie goes to pick them up from the train station. And then he puts him in the hotel and he goes to the hotel room and they're just sitting there uh, playing the, the car. They're automatically little, those old yeah, school gun cars. Yeah. And they just electric. So, you know, what's funny about that scene is that scene was actually ad That was actually the idea of the uh, well, Carlson brothers, but the hands, the actors who play the Hanson brothers, that was their idea to do that. So that actually wasn't expected to be in the film. And they said they came into the room and the three of them were playing with the little, the car, slot cars, the slot, yeah, slot cars, and they're like, we'll keep it in the film. Like, let's just keep it. This is funny, and it is. It is funny. You see, they're just so immature, but they're also these guys who are the enforcers, and like their mentality off the ice. It's just like it's a childish. It's just great. So, right. just to reiterate what I said, uh, it is Steve Carlson is was diagnosed with uh, stage four meta- metastatic squamous cell carcinoma, and. Uh, we do wish Steve uh, uh, a very healthy recovery and hopefully um, he can beat it. Cancer fucking sucks. And uh, uh, unbelievable. of all the things in the world that we can get rid of, I think cancer would be up top, you know, probably number one. Uh, I think, I think we've all been affected by somebody one way or another yeah, in yeah. our, in, in our friends or family having cancer. I know my grandfather Absolutely. died of cancer. My friend Mike's mom died of cancer and it's, it's a disgusting thing and fuck cancer. Uh, yeah, my grandmother, my aunt. Uh, yeah, fuck him. Steve Carlson, a, uh, a, a healthy recovery. Um, so essentially, uh, without giving out too much of the movie, they go on this tear where they're winning games, but they're also beating the shit out of everybody in the league. Um, again, Broad Street Bullies type of, of play. And uh, spoiler alert, Reggie Dunlop goes to the owner at the end like, hey, you're the owner. We're making money now. And the owner comes back and goes, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> That's essentially what it comes down to. She looks at him like, yeah, I'm the owner. I don't give a fuck if you win. I don't give a fuck if you draw a crowd. I just don't care about hockey. Right. And you're not making that much money that I need you. So another point. You we find out at that point, I believe that Reggie made up a whole lie. Yeah, I was just going to get to that. He made up the whole lie about that the team was going to be bought by uh, 
was like some sort of condominium or someone in yeah. Florida. And, uh, and he went to, uh, so Dickie Dunn was the reporter he went to. He told him, why would I lie? Like, what would what, I have to gain from lying about this? And then he, and then eventually he, to keep the players to play the rest of the season, he basically told them they're going to be bought by this team out in Florida like, to keep them motivated to keep going. So the funny thing about this Dickie Dunn thing is that, so if there's a false rumor or a, uh, you know, a, just a reporter who writes things that are untrue, players in the NHL still refer to them as Dickie Dunn's until this day. I mean, we're 2020, you know, this movie is 1977. We're nearly 50 years from this movie being it's made. One. What did I say? You said it's 2020. Oh, 2021. It's close enough. It's almost been, 2022. We lost, we lost 20, yeah, it's almost 2022. Uh, I don't know why I said 2020, but anyway. Um, which is funny because these NHL players still refer to this movie as like one of their top notches. Minor leaguers, NHL professional players, they all just love this movie. They refer to it all the time. Uh, they get so much joy from it. It's like if you're an NHL player and you never watch Slapshot, are you truly an NHL player? Are you really in the league? So are you in the league? <laughs> I um I honestly had never seen the movie before. Uh, I'm not a big fan of old movies. I, I just don't like the uh, quality of film, if that makes sense. Uh, I, in my older age, I've actually finally started watching older classics. Like, for instance, I watched uh, Citizen King. Uh, I watched uh, Casablanca, things like that. And, and you know, like I, I started watching, I watched The Godfather in high school because my teacher made me. Thank you, Mr. Cantor. Great movie. We read the script in class as part of my English class. Um, but I watched the movie and I, I got to say, the jokes don't land in 2021 like they did in 1977 because in 2021, we have far more risque and dirty things being done. But for 1977, that movie is at the pinnacle of oh yeah, what was acceptable. See, I, I think it, I, I got to disagree with you. I got to disagree with you because a lot of that movie would be faux pas at this point. I mean, when he but starts fucking with the point where it's not funny. Right, like like when he's yeah. fucking with the goalie of the opposing team, telling him his wife's a carpet muncher, and he fucking flips yeah. out and starts a huge brawl with the goalie. I mean, like telling him that she's a dyke, like skates up to him, like your wife's a dyke. But that to, yeah. to me that, that just wasn't funny. I was just kind of sitting there like, all right, that's not that's because it's funny an hour to the effect of generation. Right, but generationally, here's that is dyke every day. Right, but that's what I mean. Generationally, that was a major insult. In 1977, compared to now, it's like, well, maybe she is, whatever. The jokes don't really land today because if somebody said your wife's a lesbian, they'd be like, okay. And whereas in 1977, it's a big deal. Like, also, though, too, like when I did watch that scene, I'm like, ooh, I don't know. This just, you can't really watch this in 2021. I didn't really think (laughs) that way. What I I will say is that movie has had such an amazingly, um, like, phenomenal impact on the sport of hockey since it came out and and i'll give you a, a, a small example based on that documentary i saw yesterday it's on netflix it's called uh crime and punishment about the uh what do they call the danbury uh trashers. trashers their whole existence was based on we're gonna create a team like the hansen brothers yeah to keep our team relevant and that's what they, did. they just started fights randomly and they got amazing tendons, amazing following. They were the bad boys of hockey for, for the AHL. 
completely illegal. Yeah. Everything that they were doing was fucking illegal. And then, <laughs> and then with the added lockout, they pick up Mike Rupp, and now they have Mike Rupp scoring goals and beating the shit out of people on top of it. It, it, it was entertaining, and that was the point. I mean, that's the point of all sports, isn't it? And yeah. and and I think I think that was I mean again Steve Valaket for for Halloween dressed up like one of the Hanson brothers, which he's probably bigger than all of them. By the way, Steve Valaket yeah, giant. I always forget that Steve Valaket is like six foot eight. Yep, and, and he's, yeah, he's a big guy. How he was ever not the greatest goalie ever, I don't ever understand. The man is just a mad human being. You gotta be so to... He could have laid down in front of the net and nobody would have ever scored. So I wanted to say. Um... The part of the nudity in it, <laughs> as I always point out, the uh, the sexual nature of movies. But I don't have to go too far in this one for a stretch of it, like uh, you know, Night Nurses when we did big, Little Big League. But um, so this nudity part, Reggie Dunlap sleeps with the goalie's wife, uh, and she reveals to him that she's lesbian. The entire time she's doing this, uh, you know, scene, she's topless. The actress who plays that topless or the wife of the goalie is actually the mother from Christmas Story, who obviously we're around the holidays right now. We're all going to watch Christmas Story. Actually, it's different for me now because I now see what her breast looks like. So I don't know how I'm going to watch this movie Christmas Day. But, uh, but I think Slapshot has had such an amazing uh, impact on hockey. Uh, every hockey player knows Slapshot. Again, I love hockey. The only reason it's taken me this long to watch it is because, I, again, I'm a film snob. And I just I, I couldn't appreciate old film until I hit thirty, honestly. And it, you know, just it was just wasn't something I like to watch because the the audio was always gr- bad and the video was always grainy. And I was always kind of sitting there going like, eh, like even as a kid, like I've seen Rocky, but I was never really into Rocky until I became an adult. And then I was like, oh fuck, this movie's amazing. Basically, it took them having to remake the same movie eight thousand times for me to be like, I gotta watch some of these old movies that they haven't remade yet because we don't get movies anymore. Before we wrap things up and get into, I have some fun facts about it, but yeah, let's hear them. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about that last scene where there's just the other team comes out. They're expecting just a soft team's championship game. They win the championship, and they're like, um, you know. Goon after goon after goon comes out of the uh, lineup. They're announcing them, and there's just a huge brawl going on. Uh, Lily Braden shows up in the middle of this brawl, and she's just done up to the nines. She looks incredible. Um, and her husband, who's Ned Braden, and who uh, refuses to be a part of the program, refuses to be part of the fighting because he never liked to fight it throughout the entire uh, the hockey player. He's not a goon. Yeah, he's a hockey player, not a goon. He's a good hockey player, too. And he decides, well, all right, then I'm just going to get naked. <laughs> and he does this whole strip scene, and everyone's like, what the hell's going on? And that eventually win- wins in the championship. Spoiler alert. But uh, it's just that's just a fun scene where it's everyone's been, everyone's bleeding, everyone's bruised. Then they have the uh, the championship parade afterwards. It's just, it is a fun ending, and it's a fun movie. It's, it's, it's a funny movie. I know so, you said some of the jokes don't land, but so I still what, what do you think it. you guys uh what 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 are your favorite scenes in that movie? Like I, I know I have a couple. I think oh, when, I the fucking national anthem scene. They're they're sitting there, the national anthem's playing, the referee goes to turn to one of the Hansons and start reading him the riot act, 
And the fucking Hanson looks at him and goes, they're playing the fucking anthem. No, he says, I'm trying to listen to the fucking song. There it is. And the referee's like, it turns, turns around and just salutes the flag. I, that is my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's so iconic. I think every, I think I've seen that meme or gif more times in the last like three years because of the NFL and their bullshit than I've seen in, in, in my life. Uh, and my, my response to that was always like, well, that's a fictional fucking story. And, it doesn't really apply. Like it didn't really happen. I think so. I saw somebody go, this is how we handle things in hockey. We stand for the national anthem. I'm like, a 90% of hockey is not American B that's a fictional fucking story. <laughs> like listen, love that scene. I did. The scenes are great. I mean, the scene where he starts the Hanson line and they go out and they just start destroying people in the dirtiest hits possible. Just the cheapest shots and the nastiest. It, it, it's a, two minutes of gratuitous violence in a hockey style, which is great. And then commentary from the bench where the dude's looking on and he goes, these guys are a fucking disgrace. <laughs> like just absolutely amazing. He gets that dude, um, Dave, who renames himself killer to buy in and just gets the absolute shit beat out of him. And he goes, yeah, look at Dave. Yeah. Dave took one. Blah, blah, blah. And the other guy looks at all of them and goes, Dave's a fucking mess. And he's getting his face worked on because he's bleeding all over the place. Yeah. And then as they're gearing up for the last game, he's trying to come out with a cape on like fucking Dracula. Like it's a Broadway show. I always loved that. I thought that was absolutely epic. I um, see. I like the opener. I was just gonna say that was my favorite scene. They're asking the goalie about all the plays, and he's like, "Oh yeah, a hook is." And then he's got the, the very hardcore the Canadian accent. Dude, this is sticky, and the stick. This is the high stick. This like that. You know, dude, that that scene is so great because he's just so fucking blasé about. It. He's like, "No, no, you don't do that." Uh, so then, if you do that, then you go into the penalty box and like they you get to rest for two minutes and you feel shame. And then it they let like you they French Canadian hockey player to explain the rules of hockey. Yeah, no script. Incredible. Yeah. Actually, dude. I think it might have been one no script. <laughs> it looked like it was, but I thought that scene too because it was just so funny. Where it's like. He's like so nonchalant. I think that was good. That was good. Good take. Like at the end of it, he's like in pain, grabbing his shin. And I also like the scene immediately after that when they first go to the stadium, and then the entire crowd is just heckling them, screaming at them. Brandon, you suck. Dunlap, you know you suck. And it's just everyone's going into them. It's it's just such a funny. There's so many scenes and like Dude, there's so many what, great one-liners. I I, I can't pick one. If I, I'm going to pick one, I'm probably going to pick open and seeing. That uh, that interview and then and then followed by the crowd heckling them. That's probably it. Just brings you right into what you're about to expect for the next hour and forty five minutes. Also, like what, the uh, didn't what they about the show? What, I was gonna say, what about the fact that like when that that op- that scene where they you know the Hansons debut on the ice and one of them rips a slap shot and nails the fucking organ player in the head, then he just collapses onto the organ. Like that's that's yeah. one of the greatest fucking slapstick comedy injury scenes in my mind. And then on top of it, if you've ever gone to an NHL game, most NHL teams like between the second and third period, the pump up, they always use that Paul Newman monologue pump up to get his team riled up every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, one of the first, like, pump up, you know, get get your team going thing that is just constantly repeated and 
replayed a million times because it's like, yeah, here we go. Let's do it. It's like the uh, the Bluto Animal House. The uh, Yes. Did we give up on the Germans burn bomb Pearl Harbor? We're going to stop him? No, he's on a roll. Like, you know, like it's just. It's, no, it's like, uh, it's like uh, Al Pacino on any given Sunday. Yes. Yeah. They play that at Yankee right. games. You have to claw. You have to fight for every inch. Yes, that's a good. That's a good one too. So, uh, just some of the fun facts uh, before we wrap up here. So, um, this is actually made me laugh because we talked about this already with the language and the the use of the word dyke and the carpet muncher and you know every other bad word you could possibly think of. But the swearing in the film by 1977 standards were considered so foul that advertisements contained an additional warning uh, under the R rating saying certain language may be too strong for children, which makes me laugh because it's, it's only an R rated movie, right? Like what, you wouldn't be bringing your kids to R rated movie, but in the seventies, no one gave a shit. I'd be like, you know, so ratings, you probably can't, ratings probably just at the time, if I remember right, there was only X and NT 17. Like the worst ones, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But like even R and like G and all that stuff, that really wasn't very prominent until the 80s. Right. What was the last time yeah. you saw a G-rated movie? Disney movies. That's the only ones that are G. Right? Yeah. And I also was left because like they're saying some of the language like in the 70s is like it's considered foul. We're like oh. nowadays like we can't like if there's a scene of Reggie Dunlap calling someone a dyke, that's done on. That's not on even allowed. Like you would not that movie that that scene wouldn't be in a movie theater right now in twenty twenty one. It would. It would just make him. It would just make him an evil human being, and he would be a piece of shit. Yeah, you, but you're just not going to be a popular character. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. I would agree with that. It would make the lovable fact of Reggie Dunlap, who I think is a likable character. Yeah, not cancelable character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, you know, you know, to, by today's standards, if you say the, the F word twice, it's an R-rated movie immediately. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So the other thing is, too, is interesting is actually the, the Charleston Chiefs are based on the Johnstown Jets, which is an AHL team. And that's why Bruce Boudreaux was actually in the movie because he was playing for the Jets at the time. Um, and the funny thing is Reggie Dunlap's um, apartment is actually Bruce's, Bruce Boudreaux's apartment wow um well they have that scene you know the whole you know the sex scene the the nudity and everything like that it, it happens there you keep bringing um, up bring what up the nudity i don't know what about. Uh, anyway the goons that come out at the end of the movie we have um tim dr hook mccracken me so me uh, it sounds familiar right you guys remember dr uh uh was it dr hook so when he comes out, I looked at him and I was like, man, this guy looks like Wolverine from Marvel. And like me as a comic book fan, you know, cartoon fan of Marvel stuff. So the funny thing is he actually served as the original model for the face of Wolverine in Marvel Comics. Really? And I was like, yeah, I was like, this is incredible. because He looks just like him. He comes out, he has the long sideburns, the sticked up hair. And this is, this is Wolverine. Like that's Wolverine. And it really is. It's not even just me saying it. But it truly was the face of Wolverine, which is pretty cool. A um, couple of cool things. Uh, that's about Paul Newman, basically. I mean, uh, not only was he cool playing Reggie Dunlap, but Paul Newman just as a life. I mean, he's an incredible actor. He's in some great movies. He's won an Oscar. You know, he's um, 
towards the end of his life, he was in Road to uh, Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. I didn't know this about Paul Newman. He still raced cars. Yeah. Until he was like 88. Uh, he died at 88, I think, 88 or 89. Like, he won a race at 87, a year before yeah. he died. He's the, he has a Guinness record for um, being the oldest person to win a, a you know, race, automobile race, which is just incredible. And then he obviously played uh, Doc Hudson in Cars, which is funny because Cars is obviously a racing movie. He loves racing. Like, it was one of his passions was always racing. And then we also have the passion that he has of uh, salvage dressing of Newman's own. And Newman's and I actually realized that it was, I thought that they had just put his face on a bottle. Newman's own actually is invented by Mr. Paul Newman himself. Did you guys know this? Yeah, man. I know that. How can you not get the coffee K-cups, Newman's own? You know what I feel like right now? What? I I, I want to say, uh, um, what show is it? Oh, it's Scrubs. It's Scrubs where he's just like, oh, I mixed iced tea with lemonade and had myself an Arnold Palmer. And he goes, isn't it weird? Arnold, is there anybody who's more famous off of doing nothing than Arnold Palmer? He's a drink and mogul. Cox goes, Arnold Palmer is a golfer. And he goes, I'm sure he's got tons of hobbies, Perry. He's a drink mogul. Yes, yes. That's what you just did with Paul Newman. Well, no, I knew Paul Newman's an actor and he's famous for being an actor, but I didn't realize I always thought you, that you Paul Newman, okay? You reversed it. Where he makes yeah. salad dressing and you're just like, well, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he, he has plenty of, of things he publicizes. He's an actor. No, he yeah. makes that. No, I didn't realize that he invented. So apparently the story is that in Oh, Arnold Palmer invented the drink after he'd yeah. already been a popular golfer. Just letting you know, my phone's literally about to die right now. So if I cut off, just continue. Yeah, I think we're almost done anyway. So anyway, the funny thing is in 1980, Paul Newman and a friend of his make this, this dressing. They go to a party. They put the dressing in the salad. Everyone loves it. What They're was like, the original dressing? It was like the olive oil and like whatever. I don't know the ingredients fucking balsamic vinegar fuck that shit i don't know what it was but it was whatever the ingredients were um they basically say you know this is incredible you should bottle it and make it into a salad dressing company so paul newman the man that he is he doesn't make it for money he takes all the proceeds that he sells from newman's own salad and even till this day newman's own dressing even to this day it's a non-for-profit company so all the money they make goes to other non-profit organizations there there it is newman's own and they actually they actually help other people from it it's not just i think we lost tj it's not just a salad to make money it's it goes to charity all the profit goes away to some sort of charity so i thought that was just an incredible story about you know making a salad dressing for one party and then becoming this entire you know charity organization and salad mogul <laughs> becoming a salad mogul Sure, he acts in the side, whatever. <laughs> but I, I think I think uh, we definitely a, a good movie. Um, if you're a hockey fan, especially, um, you kind of have to know what the times were like to really, really appreciate the language and the uh, and the the jokes for them to hit. You know, it's it, it's one of those things where it's like if you weren't there, you don't get it. Um, we lost TJ. I'm going to give the movie out of, what do we do usually? Five stars, four stars, five stars. It's been a while. 
I think we do five. You do five stars. I, I'm gonna give it four. It's it's a it's it's I take it back. I'm gonna give it a four and a half because I I didn't love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. But the cultural impact that it's had on Americana is undeniable. And because of that, you gotta give it a high rating. Yeah, me. I'm gonna go high too. I'm. It's like you said, the cultural impact, the fact that NHL players still quote it. They still they call it the Bible, basically. It still inspires people. It does, and like TJ said, they put it on jumbotron that speech from Paul Newman to get crowd fired up. And you know what? I I I would be a disgrace to my cousin if I didn't give this a high rating. This is my cousin's all time favorite movie. I watched this as a kid. Which cousin? Uh, Mike. I watched this as a kid. I was like eight years old. Didn't get half of the jokes. But I watched it anyway because this is a favorite movie. So I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give I'm it a from four. a Christmas story's titties at eight years old. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four point eight. Wow, four point eight high up there. No, we can go that far. I don't think we can show an image of an, a point eight star. Whatever, we'll just do one point. We'll do four point eight. But I'm gonna almost give it the full whole scale of it, of the full five because it's just I I, it's such a funny movie. It's the like you said the cultural impact. Um, watch it. It's 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 great for a replay. Uh, just everything, the Hanson brothers, it's just fun. The nudity, um, and everything else is just it's a good time. We'll get TJ's rating, uh, at, at a later, yeah, time. we'll put it up. We'll post that right there. Um, I and that covers our review of the movie Slap Shot 1977 American classic about hockey starring Paul Newman. And Michael Onkeen. It's been fun, though. But uh, from all of us at the Screen Addicts Podcast, we appreciate you. All of the guys at Sokoa Media and Belly Up Podcast, we appreciate you. Uh, this has been a Belly Up and a Sokoa Media and a Cock Shop production. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.